0: This is Mary Kay Blum, and I'm so
1: excited you're here joining us today for The Doorways Leadership and Influence podcast. This is the place where topics and issues relevant to leadership,
0: influence, and the kingdom of God are discussed and help us to learn and grow together. Are you ready? Let's get started.
1: Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rick Shields, your host and director of The Doorways Leadership and Influence Network. Our guest on this episode is Robert Benson, the president of RFB Coaching. Robert works with owners and executive teams to help grow their businesses. He focuses in the areas of vision, strategy, leadership, and sales. In his 20 years as a consultant, he's delivered customized interventions to corporate clients, both nationally and internationally. And though he mainly works with owners, executives, and senior managers these days, he is equally comfortable working with superintendents, supervisors, leaders, and operators. So thank you, Rob. Robert, I've known you for so many years as Rob, and yet Robert also. I may go back and forth, but thanks for joining us on this episode.
0: Either way, I'm uh, happy to be here. Just don't call me Robbie. That was just my grandmother. She was the only one that was allowed to get away with that.
1: Hey, when I ask you to join me for this episode, I ask if we could talk about decision-making. I know some who just abhor that whole idea of making a decision. One of the things I'd like for you to address, if you would, is this simple question. Does it matter? Is decision-making important? Only to the degree that the particular decision matters to you.
0: And there's a significant difference between alternatives. So if, uh, hey, where do you want to go for lunch, Rick? Now, yeah. that decision, that, de- that is a choice, but it's a decision that doesn't matter unless you're a celiac, oh, unless sure. you have some kind of health issue that really restricts that. And all of a sudden it went from a non-important decision to something that's very important. And if it's unclear about the alternatives, sometimes the alternatives are very obvious. I can only go to this one particular place because it has the particular, I, I know that it has no gluten anywhere in the restaurant. Uh, sometimes if those alternatives are, aren't clear, then that really calls for us to be deliberate about our decision-making. So long and short, some decisions matter, some don't. But most of the time we know that, right? If you're going to send yeah. your kid, which college, what career you want to do, who you're going to hire, who's going to succeed you in the ministry. Those are all
1: important
0: decisions we need to slow down for.
1: So it matters because it depends. <laughs> well, it depends <laughs> how serious it is. This is why it matters.
0: Yes, exactly. It's how serious is it? It's It's what the potential outcomes are and how much those tie to your goals, your future, your present.
1: So what do you think? Is it easier... To make a good decision or easier to make a bad decision? Okay, what do you think? (laughs) I think it's easier to make a bad decision personally. Uh, I
0: think it's easier to make a bad decision. And again, so let's, let's restrict our field. We're now talking about the kinds of decisions that do matter. We're not talking about where do you want to go for lunch. We're talking about career. We're talking about next hire. We're talking about best software program. These are the kind of things that people tend to choose based upon bias and hunch. Mm. Biases are part of human wiring. They're the natural shortcuts we make. We learn over time because it eases our decision making. It speeds it up. Most of the time, biases uh, help us well. We, so one bias to, to use a, it's this is not technically one, but when you walk up to a one-way street you know, to just look in a particular direction. That's a shortcut that your brain knows. And it saves you the effort of looking both ways so you can make a more rapid decision. Branding is all about building in a bias. Right. No, so you have sure. a particular name in your head that when it comes to when it comes to hotels, I happen to now go to Hilton. Good branding on their part. It's not to say that the Marriott down the road might not be better, but that brings back to your question which is easier. Well, if all other things are equal, again, if it's not a huge one, it may not matter. But oftentimes, when it does matter, rather than slowing down, rather than thinking through, what do I really want? What are the risks involved? Because there's risks involved in every choice and with each alternative. I just kind of go with my gut. And more often than not, that just means I'm just going with the biases of which I'm unaware. Yeah,
1: I uh, tend to overthink my decisions in the first place, and then afterwards I go back and I often end up with buyer's remorse as well. Overthink and then af- afterwards go, I should have thought that through well enough, but I didn't. And that's and I think that's why many people have such a struggle with making decisions.
0: Well, so there's so many things. I mean, so much about how people have been taught to make decisions kind of sets you up to do that, right? So a typical way of, hey, I've got two alternatives. Well, what should you do? Well, let's list the pros and cons of each. That's a common decision-making tool. What pros and cons doesn't do is it it, you have a whole list of, a whole list of good characteristics and a whole list of bad characteristics. But some of those are more important and more crucial to what it is you actually want to achieve or not. But we're simply tossing them out there. And then whichever has the longer list, we go to. If it has This must be good. Yeah, throw, they're more. This it, must yeah. be good. So we spend our times in inefficient ways of thinking. Decision-making, once you understand the process of it, is actually, it's not hard to do. It may be hard to get the information that you know you need to get to make a good decision. But the actual, what should I be thinking about? What should I be addressing? What should I be trying to discover so that I can make a good decision is actually very easy. And it becomes intuitive over time.
1: So help us. If it's so simple or should be simple, walk us through this.
0: Because it seems to be a
1: bigger struggle sometimes than other times. And we just, what do we need? What are the tools we need to make a good decision?
0: decision Decision-making is very much uh, subjective in the sense it's always me trying to meet my needs based upon the resources that I have today and what I'm trying to acquire. So for me to make a decision about best transportation and Jeff Bezos to make a decision about best transportation there's not things. it's there's not one objective answer. So decision making is always subjective to the person. Sure. Okay, so what am I trying to decide? Uh, you come up first with. So let's stick with that. Buy a new car as an example. Yep, you know what? That's the smartest thing for me. I'm going to buy a new car based upon uh, where I am in life. I need to provide transportation for myself, and we've got to travel long distances. The second thing that you do once you know that, you ask yourself before you start going out and looking at the world of new cars, what should this car do for me? So the second step is your criteria before you actually look at them. Because here's the other, another pitfall in decision making. We say, buy uh, I'm going to get a new car. And then, oh, we already kind of know the one that we want. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then we go, I go for this red sports car. And then I try to develop all of the reasons to justify what I want. I get what I want. And then I go, explain to my wife, honey, we, you know, Melissa, we just got to have this new red sports car Am I the only person that has ever done that before? (laughs) Okay. No, no. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but, but what happens if I keep going with that and, and actually I have done that, why do I, I use cars so often? I've made one of my worst choices ever was an emotional choice on a car that I was buying. So backing it up and saying, I want to, so I need a car that has gas, good gas mileage. I need a car that uh, fits into a, a, a small garage. I need a car that will seat at least four. I need a car that has high reliability. I need a car that makes me look and feel macho. And so I could list all of these things that I want but I'm not quite done yet, and this is what what most people don't know. What makes hard decisions hard decisions is that we have limited resources, and we can't get everything that we want. So what we've got mm-hmm. to decide is amongst all of those, which are more important to us. Mm-hmm. And this gets back to again it being a function of where you are in life. So for the middle aged guy, the buying a car that makes me look macho might be the most important thing on his list. For the college student, it might be reliability and price. So what choice am I trying to make? And does this really if I get the best of what I of that what that statement implies, will it really satisfy my need? Okay, so yes, I want a new car. Great. So what are the criteria by which I'm mm-hmm. going to judge anything I go look for and figure that out first. So That's really a
1: decision tree, isn't it?
0: Um I guess I've seen people use those kind of trees so i've been I'm told this is very much like a decision tree, but I've never used the tree method myself yeah. once i once I have those criteria, then I can go search far and wide for what are the alternatives that would satisfy right. so this is when I go look for that and then I'm looking to see how well
1: each alternative matches my criteria. The car thing is such a great example. I was in Egypt three years ago, teaching in a master's degree cohort, and we were talking about decision-making. And I use the same thing. I need a vehicle for my family. And so I laid out a decision tree. One side said, how many people are in my family? If you got one to four people, you can use a car. But if you've got five to six or seven people, you probably need a van. Now, then you go to, well, if I have one to four people, do I need two doors or four doors? If I've got five to seven people, do I need three doors or four doors? And then you can go beneath that with all of these other choices, you know, what's available. And I said, here's what often gets in the way, a buddy. A buddy has a deal on a car, a great deal. It's not what I need, but it's a great deal and we can make it work. And and that's exactly what happens. People get in the way, other things get in the way, as you say, our desires for this red, oh, beautiful not just red, shiny red, sleek (laughs) red, amazing red sports car, something like I've always wanted, but never seen before. And it is a good deal. All that gets in the way of making a decision.
0: Well, what, what happened in that is our desire for one thing, a deal, all of a sudden overrode our sense of what else? What else is involved here? So, yeah, so it just kind of lured you. Yeah. Yeah. It does. I'll tell you the other piece is when you bring another person into a decision-making process. So keep going with the car. I probably wouldn't make that choice by myself. I'd make that choice with my spouse, right? With my wife. Learning how to talk in ways where we're talking about what we both value. And making sure that we're bringing the other person in and hearing and listening and being willing to, to be clear on, here's what we're looking for first. Here's what's most important to us is reliability. The next most important thing to us is comfort to the ability to seat five. So, and because if we're not, again, what will happen is we'll pick something. Oftentimes in decision-making, if we're not real clear about the steps and the criteria, and we don't follow it through in that way, we're going to pick the one that the biggest voice in the room says pick. And so let's bring it back to business applications where some of your people, so some of your people are in business, some of your people are in ministry. Oftentimes, you know what one we're going to pick? The one the pastor wants. They're not qualified to make it. The And and let's bring it back. The pastor may have absolutely the best idea. But if everybody's going to be on board with that, we need to make, we we need to walk through these steps. We need to be clear on what why we're deciding what we're deciding. What is this supposed to get to us? And are we all in agreement about the decisions we've already made? Are we all in agreement about, yeah, here's what we hope to get? Here's the relative importance of those criteria. Because if we don't, that's where friction comes in, and that's where power games kind of take over and win the day and then the biggest voice or the loudest voice in the room because people just don't want to deal with it. And then we're stuck with something that maybe doesn't meet our needs at all. And people are angry about having been brought into in the first place. So there yeah. there are uh, lots of pitfalls when we're talking about group decision making mm-hmm. that can be avoided if we're all clear on the process that we're going to take.
1: Let me take a moment to remind our listeners that feedback really is important to us. If you have a suggestion for a guest or for a topic, please let us know. You can drop us an email at info at doorways.cc, and we'll see how we might be able to incorporate that into our podcast schedule. Again, the email address is info at doorways.cc. We really do appreciate your feedback and your input. On this episode, we're speaking with Rob Benson, an executive coach and corporate consultant about decision-making how it matters, pitfalls to avoid in the process, and and how do we do it? By the way, if you'd like to speak with Rob about helping at your organization or with your team, he can be reached at robert at rfbcoaching.com. So, Rob, let's put some flesh on this because we know there are good decisions and bad decisions. They may all look good in the first place, but even the best intentions, planning, implementation can hit some snags along the way. Can you tell us of a decision that you made that, in retrospect, Did not have the end result that you really anticipated. Go back when I
0: started my business. We were a one-income family. And of course, a consultant starting a business better be really, really good. It's kind of like being a starving artist. You know, (laughs) it's just uh... so we were there and I had a tiny little Toyota truck and that got all of us around. And my grandfather had this beautiful old suburban, and he wanted to pass it down to me. And wow, you know, so, so, I mean, this guy that I looked up to in this nice big suburban and it was like, yes. And this is going to be so wonderful. And I'm going to feel also big and macho in this nice big truck. Well, not knowing any of this at the time, what did I go on? I'm, I'm running on adrenaline. Uh, you know, I'm running on a little bit of pride and emotion. I'm making this choice to get rid of my very reliable Toyota pickup and to take the suburban which oh by the way did i tell you had been sitting up on blocks for Mm. two years and my parents put who loved me put in a couple of grand into it to uh, get it running again well long and short a suburban that's been sitting up for years it's never going to be it's never going to live again and i poured money hand over fist until I could, fi- I finally got rid of it, and it, it uh, had made me, at the little bit of money that I had, we were now paupers. That was, that was pretty miserable.
1: Well, I know you know how to make good decisions because I know your family. I know your wife, Melissa, beautiful gal, uh, mm-hmm. just an amazing woman. We're up against the clock here, so I want to ask you this. If you could summarize our time together right now, what would you say, in summary, what would you tell us? Good
0: decision making honestly comes down to asking yourself, what do I really want? Understanding that in complex decisions, you're not going to find the perfect thing that you want. So you've got to understand yourself and you've got to be willing to give and take and to clarify what will give you the most of what you want. Again, to go less. And here's, I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth, Rick, because the one thing we haven't talked about is. Prayer and peace. The reason I hesitate is so, so often those are excuses for me doing what I wanted to do anyway. Oh, I just you know I'm going with my gut. But if you are Christian and this is important, then I do encourage you after you've done a rigorous way of thinking through what do I want. You've laid out the criteria. You've really gone to to examine. Which of these alternatives tend to give you? You've thought about risk. So you come up with what you think is your best choice. Make sure you commit it to prayer. And I can look at a few times in my life where I had both leanings. And I'm not, I I am as analytical and I I don't tend to talk in terms of God spoke to me much, although I believe he does. It's just I'm not one of those that tends to get that. But very definite times where I sensed. God is giving me a peace and an open door to step in in this direction. And at other times, both in times when I've done poorly, when I kind of know I shouldn't really do it, but I want it. And at other times when I really listened and there was a, what term do we call it? A check in the spirit. And so I do believe that particularly as Christians, we have that extra guidance that we need to be quiet for. So once you think you got your choice, make sure you spend some time in prayer. Make sure you do what what we were taught in church. Bring it bring it before a brother or sister that you respect who can give you some outside counsel. And then listen, that's the important that's thing. Right. Particularly listen. if they're telling you something that you don't wanna hear, that's the time to go, hmm, maybe I need to slow down. Maybe I there's some things I'm not saying.
1: I hope you enjoyed our podcast, and I hope that you'll join us on future episodes. Please follow us or subscribe so you can be notified when new podcasts are released. Until next time, this is Rick Shields, and on behalf of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network, this is my prayer for you. May you have rest when you need it, strength when you want it, and joy when you least expect it. Until next time, may the Lord bless you as you follow after Him. Thanks for listening.